to the Bold Moves How Did You Know podcast. This is a podcast for the naturally curious who want to define their own path. Here, I'm sharing bold move stories that propelled my guests from curiosity to action. And in doing so, they've defined a path that is purposeful to them. Through these stories, I hope you'll be inspired to pursue your boldest dreams. I could not be more excited today to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Catherine Branch. She is the founder and CEO of Greengate Marketing. It's a brand and marketing agency based in Atlanta, Georgia, right where I live. And Greengate works with people and organizations who are making the world a better place. Nonprofits, educational institutions, faith-based organizations, Greengate's mission is simple, to help their clients help the world. Since 2014, Greengate has received recognitions from organizations such as Hermes Creative Awards, Print Magazine, the American Marketing Association, and the Religion Communications Council. Their work has received more than 80 awards, including most recently a Silver Anthem Award for Nonprofit Fundraising Campaign. The Anthem Awards is a social impact division of the popular Webby Awards, considered by many to be the gold standard for digital marketing excellence. Catherine, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Yay, I'm so happy to be here, Kristen. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I know this conversation is going to be super insightful and inspiring for so many people. You have such an amazing journey um, before you founded Greengate, and now, of course, mm-hmm. as you're in the business for uh, about nine years, I think you told me right as we were hopping on. So I would love for you to share your entrepreneurial journey. But before we get there, I thought we could start a little bit different this time around on this episode. I wanted to know what bold moves mean to you. I love this uh, question. I love the the name of your podcast and um It's been fun to reflect on what bold moves are and how many I've actually taken in my life. Um, But, you know, to me, I think bold moves really are just getting out of your comfort zone, reaching beyond your comfort zone, Um, not just for taking risks, the sake of taking risks or pushing yourself. I think we make bold moves for a reason. You know, I think they push us closer Mm. to our purpose Mm -hmm. or maybe they're about standing up for someone or something. Uh, Sometimes I think a bold move is just feeling a really strong pull towards something. Um, But also I got to say that a lot of my bold moves in my life, it hasn't been entirely clear where they're going to take me. I don't think you have to know. Um, I think sometimes it's just knowing, hey, it's time to let this thing go or it's time to leave this thing behind or no this isn't right for me anymore. Um, I think sometimes there is a clear vision and sometimes there's just not. How have you had that internal knowing? I love that. That's a really insightful thing that you just shared. It's this like internal knowing that it's Mm -hmm. time to do something different. Yeah. Um, How is that presented for you? Oh, I mean, in so many ways, it's really daily, you know, I, I, it's become a, um, a meter for me, I guess, a way of checking in on all kinds of things in my business. So the scale of a bold move to me can be as big as, you know, a life-changing event and as small as, you know, I have to have a hard conversation with an employee, you know, that can Mm -hmm. require 
parts of ourselves that we've never had to call forth before. I want to just give an overview a little bit more about Greengate um, and then let you share more about your your journey to founding Greengate. Um, I know there's going to be so many great nuggets in this story for people. Um, Greengate, though, you had this vision for Greengate marketing to be all about helping um, helping your clients help the world. And it is so your organization is committed to impactful storytelling. Um, by helping these organizations tell their stories, Greengate fosters authentic conversations that strengthen nonprofit communities and garners support so their clients can make a difference in the world. So can you kind of like, that's a big vision um, and, and mission. And so when you started Greengate marketing um, nine years ago, did you understand that's what you wanted to do? And how did you get there? Ooh, um... I had a sense of it, you know, I had a sense of it, um, but it's taken, you know, many shapes and I think the vision has become clearer year over year. Um, it always, you know, I always had sort of this inkling of a dream to own an agency, at, you know, after I worked in an agency and sort of fell in love with that atmosphere that was just sort of looming out there for me as this fantasy. Um, and then, you know, the other piece for me that was always there was um, wanting my work and wanting my business to have meaning, you know, to be meaningful and to make a difference. Uh, I, I always struggled in my life and in school, especially when things uh, didn't seem to have a clear purpose or they didn't seem valuable beyond just, you know, multiple choice tests were really challenging for me because I didn't want to just spit back something. I always wanted there to be a depth, you know, of, of things. And so I think in starting my business, that was always part of part of the vision. Um, and then over the years, it's taken shape to, you know, be more focused on working with nonprofits, more focused on working with mission-driven companies. And, you know, in terms of the work that we do, uh, you know, really honing in on, storytelling and messaging and, you know, connecting with audiences in an emotional, authentic, real way. That's awesome. So what were you doing before Greengate Marketing that was kind of that moment of a pivot into this new direction? Yeah. Well, right before I started Greengate, I had been doing cons some consulting. Um, and before that, I had kind of a windy road. I mean, the first... 10 years of my career, I worked with kids. I didn't know anything about advertising. I'd never taken a class in it or done any training whatsoever. And at sort of a personal crossroads point in my life, in, in my late 20s, I got a, a temp job as a receptionist at an ad agency uh, that was owned by a family friend and um, had a lot of fun. And fortunately, at the end of you know the temp position, I was offered a, a job as a PR assistant and then I got offered a position in the advertising side as a, an assistant ad executive. And, you know, I just, once I got over to advertising, I, I honestly just fell in love with the work. It was, you know, the, the sort of intersection of strategy and problem solving and using creativity and words and communication to, uh, 
spark some emotional reaction and then the, the collaboration it required across the agency. It just drew on all these parts of me, the best parts of me, I think. And I just came alive in a way that I never had in my work before. So that's just a little bit of background, you know, um, from there, I, I did a number of different things in, in marketing. And when I decided to start Greengate in 2014, um, you know, I really had absolutely no experience. I just had dreamed about it. You know, I dreamed about businesses since I was a little girl. I used to make my siblings play with me and shop in my little store and I had like a sales ledger and, and all those little <laughs> those things. So, you know, when I decided to just, you know, really dip my toe in, I, or, or really go for it, um, I was doing just a lot of research. I, you know, I was reading everything I could. I um, took, you know, watched online videos. I, I, kind of modeled things out. Um, but during this period of my life, I also, you know, had been trying to get pregnant for several years with my ex-husband now, but uh, we'd been in the process uh, this same year starting Greengate uh, of trying to adopt. And uh, we were we were trying to adopt a sibling group from DFACS that year. And um, so these two pieces of my life were, were, you know, sort of coinciding six months after I started Greengate, uh, we were able to, let's see, six months. Yeah, six months, we created our first website. So I, I was dark for six months and then I was able to hire a graphic designer and, um, you know, uh, we brought in. I brought in, you know, a freelance copywriter. I think we had a creative director, account manager. I was able to get an intern from Georgia State. And everyone was coming to my house. And we were working around the kitchen table. And it, it got pretty crowded that summer. Um, and at the same time, uh, you know, the, the adoption stuff kind of took a turn. Um, surprisingly, two agencies we had been working with let us go for no clear reason. And, you know, in my opinion, we really were model parents. You know, we had done, I'd always wanted to be a mom and I had such a clear vision for my life of being a mother. Um, so that, that moment in my life was truly devastating and probably one of the, the most heartbreaking things I've ever gone through that, that loss of possibility, it felt like. Um, it just felt like having a door slammed in my face. You know, I didn't have a choice and they were, they were letting us go. And uh, at the same time, probably within a week or two of, of this really difficult news, uh, Greengate got a huge opportunity. Uh, huge opportunity, one I never would have anticipated getting so early in, in the business. And, you know, it just felt like this flashing sign and this door flying open. And I couldn't, 
I couldn't ignore the the juxtaposition of these two major events. And, you know, the more I sort of reflected and did some soul searching and mourning and grieving, the more I realized that my path was being shown to me in this, this moment. And, um, I really believe that's what happened. And so I did, uh, did what I needed to do to grieve and to mourn and to move on from, from that vision of my life and redirect and focus on Greengate. And, um, yeah, from there, you know, we've been working hard ever since. <laughs> yeah. So let me, that you shared something so powerful, so vulnerable. Thank you for um, expressing that because it's important for people to know that on the, what's on the outside that people are projecting um, is one thing and that's how people keep moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot going on behind the scenes as well that can be really devastating in somebody's life. Um, And that those two things can happen at the same time. Absolutely. How did you, how did you deal with that juxtaposition? I know you said you grieved and, um, you know, you were doing probably a lot of things from a self-care perspective, but how did you deal if you could be a little more tangible about how you thought dealt with that juxtaposition when maybe after work you were coming home and trying to figure out how to process all of these emotions from the the adoption process that that went south and then during the day trying to build the hype up mm-hmm. to launch and, and get more clients and make Greengate marketing into something so yeah. what did that experience when you were if you put yourself back into mm-hmm. that experience what was that like for you uh, it was intense. It was really intense. I mean, one thing I, I remember was how wonderful and supportive my team was. They didn't really know the details of what was going on, but they knew I was going through something difficult. And the really the love and support they expressed to me during that time gave me a sense of belonging that I think if I didn't have that, it would have been a lot harder. You know, the the distraction of this new opportunity and and our our rapid growth helped sort of, you know, with just coping day to day. But um, you know, it was a I had to do the do the work of choosing to let it go, you know, choosing to believe that this was a shift in path for me. I think that if I hadn't been conscious about that and I just kind of swept it under the rug, I think I'd probably still be dealing with it today. Um, but I, it does feel like a very pivotal moment in my life and, and definitely in my business. And um, I'm grateful for it, honestly. Wow. Very, uh, uh, thanks again for sharing. Now that you're in to Greengate Marketing now nine years and you just won this amazing recognition, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The the, uh, Anthem at the Anthem Award Mm -hmm. or the Silver Award for Nonprofit Fundraising Campaign at the Anthem Awards, Mm -hmm. which as as, uh, noted, that's a 
kind of subset of the Webby Awards, which in marketing is is the top, the creme of the creme. <laughs> um, so wow, you know that that's a big high, a big um, a milestone and achievement. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about you know what helped you to get to this place in your business where you have been able to hit so many amazing milestones and, you know, continue to cross those off your list and, and add more awards to your, under your belt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know, just about that award, I have to say it, it was really, really exciting and such an honor for us, but it was really, I have to acknowledge my team for that. They are just so brilliant and so talented and they really, really care about our client organizations and, um, it, that just wouldn't have happened without them. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, uh, in terms of other bold moves to get me here, is that the question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest bold move in, in the business for sure was that sort of crossroads moment, you know, from motherhood to businesshood, <laughs> um, But when I think about that, you know, I think underlying that shift for me was really a a process, a shift from playing small, you know, to believing in something bigger for myself, Um, sort of moving away from doing what I thought was expected of me in a way from an identity of myself that I had had for so long toward um, a belief that I might have a, a different or a bigger purpose um, and that I just needed to do the internal work to, to be able to fill those shoes because that, that did feel very scary at the time. <laughs> Can I hanker into that word real mm-hmm. quick, belief? Yeah. Um, it's really, it's a great word. It's really important. Uh, I've crossed, I've had those moments in my life where it was hanging on to belief that I could do something that helped me overcome some of the biggest or the lowest of lows and the, you know, to get to the highest of highs in, in my mm-hmm. life or cross off some milestones that I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually feel like in order to have belief, we need role models. We need to know it's possible. Um, I would love to hear if that's true for you. And if so, where did you find role models or who helped expand your view that this could be possible? Mm. Yeah, definitely. have had many role models um, and influences for sure. I, my dad is a general contractor and has always worked for himself. So I, I kind of always got to observe that, although I didn't really know what was going on as a kid. Um, You know, and and my aunt, Cookie, owned a a really successful escrow company in LA for years. And so she's been a great resource. And I I reach out to her still when I I need advice. Um, But, you know, honestly, the the people and uh, the, the role models I feel like that have taught me the most are the the ones that I've done this alongside, um, people who are sort of in the same place that I am and are in the trenches and we're kind of going through it together. Um, 
And there are two people in particular that come to mind uh, here. One is my friend Antonio, um, who was with me uh, as a, a part of the early days of Greengate and a, a really big part of helping me shape the business and who we've become. But he was just the most, uh, had the most entrepreneurial creative energy of anyone I'd ever met. And it was, I remember just being so drawn to spend time with him. He's much younger than me, um, but so visionary and so confident and had seemed to have no doubt that wherever he went or whatever he did, it would be of his own creation. And I found that so inspiring. And the fact that he was inspired by me as well was just this, you know, sort of regenerative support cycle that was really a wonderful thing in those early days. And then the other person that comes to mind is my good friend, my best friend, Ronica, who I met at a United Way Women in Philanthropy event in 2014. Uh, it was several months before I started Greengate. Uh, she was starting her business at the same time, and we just hit it off. We hit it off right away, and We've sort of been building our businesses side by side all these years, uh, and I don't I don't know where I would be without her. She's she's an accountant, and so her expertise in finance has been a huge huge resource for me, and so helpful. I mean, I I did not know how much I did not know. You know, and that that's true in life in so many ways and all the time, right? It's like we just don't know what we don't know. But I really didn't know <laughs> enough about finance. So I'm I'm incredibly grateful for her just brilliant support. And um, you know, in, in terms of belief, getting back to that part of your question, I don't know that I had a belief that I could could do this. It certainly built upon itself and grew with time. You know, I just had to dive in and get started and prove to myself that I could do it. And uh, having people in close proximity to me doing the same thing I was doing gave me just a ton of confidence along the way. So really, really grateful for those people. How did you take your first step forward? Do you remember what you did first to start Greengate? Because I think a lot of people are like, yes, I have this dream that I want to achieve or that I want to pursue. But goodness, it feels overwhelming to get started. Yeah. Do you remember the first thing you did to, quote, start Greengate marketing? Oh, man. Um the first, no, I mean, there's not, the answer is yes and no, I remember, but there's not one single thing, you know, um, it, it was such, it's so the, the culmination of so many different steps and decisions and trials and errors. And, um, but I do remember distinctly the moment that I filed my articles of incorporation with the secretary of state. And that felt like a really, really big moment that just felt like, okay, 
it's real. I am, I am swinging this door wide open and we're going to see where this goes. Um, I did have a ton of self-doubt <laughs> all through those early years. And still, you know, like, I think it's, yeah. I think it's inevitable as human beings that we're going to, to doubt ourselves, you know? Um, and Is that when your network and community that you call upon your network and community to provide some support and encouragement, how do you deal with the self-doubt? Yeah, I think part of it's community and, but for me, it's been more of a sort of a personal journey of, of, you know, internal work. Um, I think doubt can really drag you. I mean, it could just drag you down. And if you don't teach yourself how to, to question those thoughts and to, to work on finding another perspective, then, you know, you're, you're, um, you're not, you're just not going to be able to go where you want to go. I really like, uh, the way that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about, uh, dealing with fear and doubt and, uh, guilt. I don't remember all the, the, the thoughts and feelings she refers to, but she described it as, you know, just, just all those challenging voices that we carry inside of us. And, you know, she says, so, all right, fear, you can stay in the car with me, but you know, I'm behind the wheel now and, you know, guilt, doubt, Hey there, get in the back seat if you want, but I'm going to be doing the driving. And I think when you, that sounds cheesy in a way, but I think when you start to, you're able to observe sort of the origins or the energy behind your thoughts and beliefs, and you can recognize this is self-doubt right now, or this is fear. And I don't want that. Um, I don't want that to be the driver of my choices. You know, I think it's, so it's, it's about cultivating self-awareness. That's, that's been my personal work. And I, I do enjoy, um, doing that with others, uh, and talking about these things with others. It, it is very much a personal journey though. Um, at the end of the day, you just have to deal with your own self, you know? Totally. Yeah. And it comes back to that, that belief that there's something else out there that you want to keep pursuing. And when those little bubbles of self-doubt come up, you remind yourself that I see you fear you're, but you're in the, you're in the back seat. You're not in this driver's seat. Um, I love what you said about that. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about how you think about women's history month and some women that inspire you and any words of encouragement for women listening um, to, to keep a tree, going after and achieving their goals? I'm really drawn to women who are not just successful, though, in business, but they're successful in their personal lives and are committed to growth because that's such a, an important personal value of mine. Uh, so people like, you know, Oprah is a huge inspiration to me as a businesswoman and as as a human being and as someone who doesn't seem to have had to compromise herself 
you know, to, in fact, through her work and through her business, she has become more herself. And, and that really inspires me. People like Michelle Obama and Brene Brown, I love. Um, but I, you know, I've also gotten to spend some time this past week with uh, a couple of good friends of mine who are both uh, nonprofit EDs here in Atlanta. And I just think that, I just want to mention them because they are so inspiring to be too. And, you know, these two particular women just have such a, an incredible sense of purpose and passion for their mission. You know, they care so much about their teams and about doing their best, you know, doing their best work. Um, both of these friends of mine are women of color and have to contend with doubt that's coming from external sources all the time. So we were talking about self-doubt um, a minute ago, and and I find that um, their cur the courage that they must have to uh, summon in order to, you know, decide whether they're going to stand up to some sort of external doubt, whether it's a moment to stand up or it's a moment to bring some grace. I think that the courage that these women have to muster and, and, and sort of, you know, dig out from within themselves to just show up in these little micro moments. You know, these are, these are the things that women are doing every day. It's not seen, it's overlooked. And, um, I just think it's incredibly inspiring, um, this behind the scenes uh, work that we're all doing, you know, as, le as women leaders trying to bring our best to the work and, and to the world. What are some of the things you know today about being bold that you wish you would have known earlier on? I have three things that I, that I wish I would have known earlier on. And the, the first one is, that it's not about the hustle. I think that hustle culture is driven by coercion and ma manipulation. You know, it's, it's right there in the name, hustle. <laughs> um, and hustle culture tells us to brag and to flaunt on social media. Uh, it tells us, you know, that we have to convince people to do business with us. Uh, so, you know, I, I want my business to be driven by other values, by authenticity and service to something bigger. Uh, and, and I think that means at this point calling into question some of those business quote unquote best practices, um, you know, don't get me wrong. You have to work your butt off if you're going to own a business, there's no doubt. But I think I wish that I had known that I don't have to hustle, that that it's, it's really about intention. Um, and the second thing I would say is that everything takes practice uh, and just get started because uh, you just learn along the way and you'll get better. You get better with practice. So just, just get started. And uh, the biggest one for me personally and, and in starting my business is 
don't settle, you know, I think, and this, I feel like is especially true for women that it, you know, we have sometimes difficulty imagining what's possible for us. And, and I think we're capable of so much more than, than we can imagine. Uh, and I personally didn't realize in, in the early years how sort of limited, maybe stifled my vision was uh, for, for Greengate and for my life um, and how I was willing to settle for smaller things. And I didn't let myself dream big because I had all these reasons it wouldn't work. You know, they were just, they were just there. Uh, and, and when I learned that these are, you know, it's often called limiting beliefs. When I learned, oh, I don't, I don't actually want that belief. It's there, but I don't, I don't agree. and <laughs> I don't want it anymore. It, it, you know, I was able to then question them, replace them with other thoughts. And, um, that's a, that's a really powerful, uh, skill to learn. I think, you know, is, is that self-awareness and consciousness and decide, okay, how am I moving forward? You have shared so much, so many insights. You are an inspiration to me always. I've known you for a while and I always look to you as a guide for me a little bit in my journey, um, just because you bring uh, so much confidence in your um, in your abilities. And I just love seeing what you're doing and learning from you. And this conversation is just another reason why you are so amazing. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me on the Bold Moves How Did You Know podcast. If listeners want to learn more about you and Greengate, where can they go? Thanks for having me, Kristen. I really loved being here today. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Branch, and you can find Greengate online at greengateatl.com. 